I'm your host, Rob Carbone. This is BD4. We are 60 games in and still in fourth place. Actually just pushed back to fourth place. And I don't know, I lost track. Are they two games above 500 now? I think one of the terms Cashman threw out there a couple of years ago, um, referring to the team's preparation heading into the season, was that they were a fully operational Death Star. And looking back at that, it enrages you. It really pisses you off. Because it's the same exact team with the same exact flaws over and over and over. The only difference this season is we don't have the home run to mask everything else. They took some juice out of the balls and now the Yankees are completely Useless without it. Because the errors, the base running issues, the strikeouts, they were all issues before. Maybe not to this extent, but they were certainly issues before. But now, the home run is not coming for the Yankees. Therefore, it's louder. Those issues, those flaws, are much louder. It's the same exact shit. The fundamentals, the defense, the base running... Once again, we saw it kill us in this series. Most recently against Boston. First time against Boston this year. Brett Gardner got lazy on a, on a fielding a ground ball on, on a Friday night. Because of that, Marvin Gonzalez stretches a single into a double. Brett Gardner getting lazy. You had Miguel Andujar, Saturday night, losing that ball in left field. Who's been passable as a left fielder so far, but that that play kind of showed you, okay, there you go. Miguel Andujar's in left field. Clint Frazier and DJ LeMayu misplaying that ball in Game 3 on Sunday. The lineup still sucks. They're 25th in batting average. I think it's 25th in runs scored. 24th in slugging percentage. 22nd in um in OPS. Dead last in doubles. Dead last in triples. 13th in home runs. And most of those home runs have been solo shots. With nobody on base. We have the 10th most strikeouts in baseball. We hit into the most double plays in baseball. 
We have the most base running outs in baseball. We have the least amount of extra bases taken when on the bases. So these base running outs, no, they're not due to aggressiveness. They're due to being flat out stupid. And not knowing the fundamentals of baseball, which is something they should know. Something they should have known after kindergarten. Guys are playing out of position. I mean, who's on first base this day? Who's on first base tomorrow? Who's playing second? It's like the friggin', you know what? It's Abbott and Costello. It is Abbott and Costello and Abbott and Costello shit. We don't know who's the first baseman today, tomorrow. What's the outfield situation going to look like this day? Is Stanton going to be healthy? Healthy? Is he not going to be healthy? They don't want him playing the field? Okay. Now they don't want him running the friggin' bases? Really? Is he healthy? Is he not healthy? If he's healthy, play him every day. No more halfway. You pinch hit him on Sunday. If he got in that bat, he should have had three others. If he was healthy enough to hit once, he should have been in that game. And if he's not healthy, either put him back onto the DL or send him back into down to Somerset to continue his rehab assignment. Back-to-back off days? Can't play a certain amount of days in a week? I mean, how many days off does this guy need? Enough is enough. And you look ahead. We have an off day today on Monday as I'm recording. Then we have three versus the Twins. And I tell you what, he better be in every one of those games. Because after that, we have an off day Friday. Then we have two National League games, which means Stanton won't be in the lineup. And then we're off Monday. So what are we doing here? He still needs all this rest? Didn't we go soft against Detroit? So, for that purpose... So we could play hard against Boston and Tampa and have Stanton out there. And I'm pretty sure they said he's going to be out there all three games heading into the Boston series. I'm pretty sure they said that. What are we doing, man? What are we doing? What is our mentality? Clunky lineups. Right-handed heavy. A-Rob made a good point about that. Lack of contact, lack of line drive hitting. They're just not having fun, is what he was saying. Pointing to Ver- Verdugo is his name. Kid has fun. They were showing the mic'd up of Verdugo on, on uh, both uh, on Fox on Saturday and on Sunday. <laughs> or is the Fox game on Friday? They're doing this whole thing with the laundry carts after they hit home runs. They're having a fun time. Alex Cora, A-Rob was also saying how he has a good balance between being that stern old school guy, but also adopting to the more friendly communicator type of style. But Aaron Boone is just brutal. And he continues to talk about turning it around, turning it around, turning it around. We're very close. We're getting closer and closer and closer. You've been getting farther from that product since you started saying you've been getting closer back in April. So when is that exactly, Aaron? When is that exactly that you think this team is going to come around here and turn the page? Because I haven't seen anything yet. 
I mean, it seems to me that you guys are so worried about rest. You guys are so worried about luxury tax and so worried about prospect hugging and this service time thing. All this unnecessary shit for the long haul. You're so worried about it, which is incredibly ironic because you look up and you see we're in fourth place. You see we're on the verge of going under 500. There may be no long haul. There may be no postseason. So where is this Death Star, Cashman? Where is it? Because I sure as shit can't find it right now. And this is what I was saying a couple of episodes in a row now. How I'm concerned that when the Yankee pitching starts looking a little bit more human, which they have of late, because let's be real, they've not been great. We've got guys on 0 for 30 slides like Hernandez getting hits off us and guys like Marvin Gonzalez going deep off us who haven't done so since like April. I was concerned about when the pitching starts to regress and looks a little bit more human and the lineup still hasn't turned it on, what the hell is going to happen next? And now we're starting to see what that's going to look like because this offense is capping out at, at three runs a game, maybe four, maybe four. It is really bad. They're a bad baseball team. And that's not even, that's no longer a relative statement. The New York Yankees are a bad baseball team right now. They're not good. They're not good. If you want to be kind, you could call them mediocre, but I'm not going there. I'm not in a kind mood tonight. This team is embarrassing. They got swept to the tig- by the Tigers. They barely split with the Rays, and the the two wins were not pretty wins. And then they just got swept by the Boston Red Sox at Yankee Stadium for the first time in, I think they said, over a decade. Where is the sense of pride, man? Where is it? It's Brian Cashman's roster construct that everybody hates, and I hate it too. Do we do something there? Do you fire your GM halfway through, the, not even halfway through the season, and try and figure something out, or do you do you go the the route of firing your manager, get somebody in there with a spark, somebody with a sense of urgency, somebody who doesn't just talk, but also walks. I put blame on both of these guys. I really do. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think any of them should be let off scot-free here. And we're on the wrong tab. I I just don't think anybody in this organization right now is doing a decent job. You have Hal holding his pockets. Cashman getting these cheap signings that he's trying to squeeze the last life out of these certain players who are washed up and trying to get these lightning in a bottle guys and you've got Aaron Boone who just doesn't manage he's he's the ba- I call I've I've started calling him the babysitter on Twitter that's his new nickname the babysitter that's what he is episode 255 of BD4 I'm your host RJ Carbone You're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, be sure to do that right now. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Anchor, which is our sponsor. 
You could also listen to us on YouTube. If you want to follow me on social media, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to read along with a blog that I write, which we're going to start getting more active in the blog again, starting to recap every single game as opposed to recapping every series because we've been busy with the Knicks. But now that that's over, we'll be back. So the blog, the podcast, and my social media sites. Find all that information on my link tree. Linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone. Welcome to episode 255 once again of the podcast. I don't know what to do anymore. I'm sitting here, I watch this team, and they are just abysmal. They're boring, they're dead, they're lifeless, they just don't seem to give a shit. You can't get swept by the Boston Red Sox at home. And tell me that you think you're getting closer. Pathetic. Let's have to break. Be right back. You are listening to RJ Carbone on BD4. No better way. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and more. All on Linktree. Go to linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone. You had game one on Friday night, or Saturday, I don't even know, dude. Was it fucking Friday? Yeah, it was game one on Friday night. Friday was the 5-2 to two loss. Now, I was at a wedding during this game, so I didn't see the entire thing. I missed the first three innings. And I saw from inning four to nine, I was watching uh, at the table. On my phone. The Yankees lost 5-2. Um, yeah, Nathan Evaldi going up against Michael King. Top of the first. I saw the replay of it. Uh, Rafael Devers. Three-run shot. Second deck. To right field. 3 nothing Boston. Then Michael King finds it. Uh, he working quickly. Throws an immaculate inning. Nine pitches, nine strikes, three strikeouts. And then he finds a rhythm. He he finds it for about five innings. And he heads into the sixth. Then he hits a little bit of a bump. He gets J.D. Martinez to pop it up. Then Bogarts slaps a single off him. So Boone pulls him, unfortunately, Lucas Litke can't keep the inherited runners on. And he gets banged around, and before you know it, King's looking at four earned runs on his average, and Litke gets banged around. It's 5 nothing Boston. Judge goes deep in the bottom of the inning. Bottom of the sixth. He goes deep off Nathan Ivaldi. Then the Yanks score off a throwing error. It's 5-2. to two. But Ivaldi once again mowing down the Yankees. Because, of course, that's what he does. That's what every Yankee pitcher does who is 
no longer with the Yankees. And speaking of that, we're going to talk about a few other guys coming up. Uh, but Evaldi goes six innings, one run earned, seven strikeouts. Then the bullpen shuts us down. Got that kid, uh, Sauramora. Two innings pitch, no runs, five strikeouts. Completely controlling the Yankees. And then Matt Barnes comes in and, and also controls them. Strikes out the side, one, two, three, in the ninth inning. No fight. Yankee relievers, a uh, couple guys, but they threw in, once they threw in Nestor Cortez, I, that really pissed me off. Like, this is the first Yankees-Boston game of the year. It's the first Yankees-Boston game with a crowd in two years, and we're throwing Nestor Cortez out there. I know people hate when, I, when, when others say George is rolling around in his grave, but he's not just rolling around, he's fucking stomping the ceiling with the broomstick. He's trying to get out of there. Like, he's a zombie right now. He's turning... He's coming back alive. Like, it's... Uh, yeah. Cortez is what we're doing here. Really. Yankee lineup sucked. Eight hits. One walk. They struck out 15 times. Oh, they also hit into two double plays. So, four outs. And they were 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. Top of the order was good. DJ LeMayhew, Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, Gio Urshela, and Glaber Torres all had at least one hit. A few of those guys had two hits. But the bottom of the order was absolutely appalling. Rufnet Odor. Clint Frazier, Brett Gardner, and Gary Sanchez all combining to go 0 for 15. Striking out 10 times between the four of them. Just unacceptable. And then to make matters even better after the game, Aaron Boone with the most, just vomiting, the most vile word vomit you could. The most pathetic excuse in the world. Saying, the best teams hit into double plays. I mean, I, I guess I get his logic, but point aside, dude, you just don't say that. You don't say that in a presser. You know, you don't say that. You just make yourself sound more dumb and just mentally weak. Oh my God. The best teams hit into a double play. We're not one of the best teams though, guy. We're 39 and 21 or 31 and 29. Excuse me. That's not one of the best teams. This game sucked. The first game sucked. This whole series sucked. But I guess the only somewhat half positive from the first game was Michael King looked... I mean, he looked fine until he didn't. 
Because you look at his line, 5.1 innings pitched, 4 runs, 5 strikeouts, that's not good. But he looked, you know, you watch the game, he continues to be very sturdy for the Yankees. He's been a good pitcher for them this season. Two seamers working. Um, he's been good. You know, he, he, listen, he's versatile for the Yankees this year. He's a lot of spot starts. He's been bouncing up and down between here and Somerset. Um, some relief role, bulk guy role. But I guess for now, until Severino comes, he's going to be their number five. And he's, I have no problem with that, with where we are. Because Davey Garcia does not look ready. And we don't really have any other decent options to go there. So, you know. And it's the fifth starter, so he's not going to be pitching every five days. He's going to be pitching, you know, we're going to do the thing where we use the off day to our advantage. So I have no problem with, with Michael King. I think he's fine. It, it's the offense that continues to suck. And it's the defense and the base running and everything else besides the pitching. Which has came back down to earth, as I said. And that's why we gave up seven runs in game two. Seven to, th uh, seven to three. We take the seven to three loss in the second game of the set on Sunday. No, on on Saturday. I got my days all screwed up. As I'm recording, it's Monday, June 7th. As you're listening to this, it's Tuesday, June 8th. But the second game of the set took place on Saturday, June 5th. Eduardo Rodriguez, who's been a rock for Boston. He's been in the rotation a while. He's always healthy. It seems like he's always there. And he's always pitching solid. Versus Jamison Tyone for us. Who's, you know, so-so. Um, the game was scoreless through the first three innings. And that was until Glaber Torres broke it open in the fourth. Bottom of the fourth inning comes. He gets a hole of a pitch and he... Drives one deep for a two-run shot to make it 2 nothing Yankees. His third home run of the season. Then Rafael Devers, Marwin Gonzalez. Bang us around in the sixth. Three to two socks. Torres, the sack fly in the bottom of the sixth. Ties the game again, three to three. Then Chad Green comes in the eighth. And he did not have it. And I thought Aaron Boone left him in too long. He he loved he let him stay out there despite surrendering three consecutive extra base hits to make it seven to three. He didn't have it, and Chad Green is prone to have one of those clunkers every once in a while, where he just implodes. But I mean, how do you let a guy out there three consecutive extra base hits? Two singles in a row is enough for me to take a reliever out. Two extra base hits should have been enough. He lets him go for a third one in a row. Then he pulls him. And by the time that's... The game's already over. By the time he's out. 7-3. to three, Late. It's the game where Miggy misplayed that, that ball in left field. That fly ball by Hernandez. Turns into a double with two outs. <laughs> the bats sucked again. We had six hits, three walks, 11 more strikeouts, a double play again, and we're 
0 for 4 this time with runners in scoring position. Starting pitching, uh, Jamison Tyone, once again, he was, like I said, he was so-so. He was bleh. And he continues to not be able to record outs the third time through the order. And for some reason, Aaron Boone does not know this. Tyone has a shutout working through five. He looks good. But he goes back out there in the sixth, and the lineup card flips for the third time, and he has issues. A single to Verdugo. A double to Bogarts. Then Matt Blake comes out uh, comes out of the dugout. Mound visit. Then he lets up a uh, single to Devers, I believe, and that ties the game. Then Tyone is pulled. So his line, you know, as Lasagna lets the inherited runner score, Jameson has a final line that once again looks very, very mediocre, very average. Five and a third, three runs, three strikeouts. Could have looked a lot better, but the guy just has issues. Once the lineup card flips for the third time, he just doesn't get the outs. And I... You know, I attribute it to a few things, man. One in particular, though, it's that he doesn't have a deep arsenal of pitches. When the high heater is your only out pitch, you're not going to be able to go deep into a game. We've got a long reliever pitching out here for us as a starter. Essentially, that's what it is. And that was the second game of the set. We'll get to the final game of the set. First, we will be right back. Suns-Denver game is tied 28-28 <clears throat> at the end of the first quarter. <clears throat> Going to be an interesting series. I mean, I think everybody expects Denver to take it. Jokic is just way too much of a mismatch for Aiton, I feel. But they have the backcourt, uh, Phoenix. I don't know. It's, it's a very unique matchup. Game three. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the extra innings loss, six to five. I, ugh, so much shit. Domingo Herman versus Garrett Richards. Uh, Herman, you know, quick home run off the bat, top of the first to Verdugo, one nothing Boston. Uh, then you have Gary, a two run double in the bottom of the first off of Richards. Later in the fourth, Aaron Judge, the RBI ground out. Later on, Lucas Litke once again banged around a bit um, when he went out for his second inning of work, which was interesting to me. Let's up a walk, then serves up a home run. Puts the Yankees down again. But then, Gleyber Torres in the ninth inning, down to their last, I think it was their last out. Torres with the big game-tying double. And you had Odora at the plate. <laughs> and that was that that strike three call to end the frame. 
when the pitch was about five, six, seven inches outside the plate. Way off the plate. Clearly a ball. And it's called strike three. Looking. The most pathetic repulsive call you could make at a Yankees-Boston game late. That's not even close. It was obvious. And that's not one of those calls where I can sit at uh, sit there and say, alright, it's understandable because we have the strike zone in front of us. He doesn't. No. This was way obvious. You could have been sitting in the nosebleeds. You could have seen this. It was way obvious. It was a ball. But here's why I, I didn't go nuts about the call. What really pissed me off, and I'm going to be completely honest with you, maybe I'm being unfair, but I don't know. What really pissed me off, as that happened, who gets pissed off? Well, you have Phil Nevin, who's coming back from COVID, has still has an IV in him, He's livid. He gets pissed. He gets tossed. Marcus Timms barking at the home plate umpire. I think he even said F you. Carlos Mendoza gets tossed because I think the home plate umpire thought he said what Marcus Timms said. Regardless, everybody's livid. Everybody's pissed except manager Aaron Boone. Who does completely nothing. He does nothing. What does Aaron Boone do? Walks out there. Tries to hold Nevin back. Walks over to the umpire. I think he made a pretty bad call. I think think you threw out the wrong guy. You know. Trying to reason. Trying to be nice. Nice guy babysitter Boone. Nothing for his team. That was the perfect moment. For a manager to fire up. A struggling baseball team. A perfect moment. You're on national television. It's Yankees Boston. Late in a game. A deciding play possibly. And you don't do anything. But sit there. And have a nice little cute discussion. With the umpire. That was a perfect moment to do something there man. Perfect. Could have been a Savages in the Box 2.0. Really could have. That I, I mean, it, it was... It would have fit the baseball script. Nothing. And that right there is why I always despise this guy. He just doesn't have the, the urgency that you want to see from a Major League Baseball manager. So you get to the top of the 10th. Going to extras. Luis Sessa. He doesn't have it. He gets two outs, but then the big double to Xander Bogarts, uh, it eventually makes it 6-4 to four Boston. Bottom of the 10th, the Yankees have a shot. DJ LeMayu has a shot to really kind of turn his season around and spark plug himself. Tyler Wade. Tyler Wade reaches on a little dribbler to first base, doing what Tyler Wade does. He uses his legs to get on base. And DJ comes up with the perfect opportunity, right? Possibly steal Tyler Wade here. 
put a runner in scoring position for the guy who's been so exceptional in those scenarios over the last two seasons for you. And what does DJ LeMayu does? He does what DJ LeMayu has done all season long. And he acts as the rally killer. He grounds out. This ends the ballgame. And I really, you know, I hate to put it on him. But I really, really do believe this offense, how badly they've struggled this season, is because DJ LeMayu has been very bad to his standards. I really, I'm I'm not trying, like, I, I love this dude. I think he's been a fantastic Yankee. He's one of the only select few true baseball players on this team. You know, like, when you look at guys who you can call baseball players on the Yankees, you look at DJ, you look at Gio, you look at Brett Gardner, even though he's way past his prime. DJ is one of those guys, but he's not done the job. And I feel like as the leadoff hitter, the catalyst, when he's going, everybody's going. And when he's not going, nobody else is going. I really feel like it's a, it's a domino effect with him. That may not be your analytical... That may not be something that analytics people believe in. But I certainly do. I think I think that there's a mental thing going on there. When DJ is hitting, I feel like people feed, players feed off that. But he's not. Soft contact, ground balls, more strikeouts than we're used to. He's not having a good season. He's hitting in the 250s. His OPS is in the 600s. And this is, you know, it's louder because the Yankees just handed him a $90 million check and said, here, go do what you've been doing. And you know what? I honestly wouldn't hate if he, like, I'm not asking this guy to go out and win another batting title. But he's hitting 250 with the 600 OPS. I don't want that. You know, if he was 290, 300 with, you know, an OPS in the 800s, that's fine. It's not what we paid for. It's not, but it's at least a very productive hitter. It's still the extreme contact guy that we're used to. But he's been dog shit. He's been pathetic as the leadoff guy. Let's be honest. To his expectation, we can say he's been pathetic. The Bats did have 11 hits, 7 walks this game, but they struck out 11 more times. They grounded into 3 double plays, and they were 3 for 12 with runners in scoring position. That's 250. The defense was sloppy once again. DJ and Clint Frazier, you know, getting caught on that fly ball. DJ going back full speed. Tough play for him. I thought he could have made it. But I think that's more on Clint. Didn't go up hard enough. That's the right fielder's ball. And it drops between them. The sloppy defense continues. Domingo Herman. Um, he only had 84 pitches. He looked fine. I thought he should have stayed in the game. But what do we do? We go to Licky to face, uh, I think, the switch-hitting Marwin Gonzalez. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. But, uh, I, you know, there's not much positive to take away from the Yankees right now. Maybe it's that Torres, after he hit a little bit of a slide in Detroit, and maybe the series before in Toronto, against Toronto, he's kind of been getting it together again lately. The average is back up to 272. 
the on-base at 351. So those are both Glaber Torres-esque numbers, but it's still the slugging percentage that sucks ass when it comes to Glaber. It's 364. This is a guy we're used to seeing hit around 500 slugging. He's 364. That's very bad. I want to say the league average is somewhere around 450, give or take some. 364. He's just not driving the ball. Hopefully that home run gets him going, but we said that about the other two home runs. You know, he's just not driving the ball. I don't know where his pop went. But at least he's hitting. I just want to see the power come along consistently now. To have a power hitting shortstop, man. We thought we were getting that. That would have been one of the best players in baseball. Got to see that again. Hopefully, this third time. Third time's a charm, right? Hopefully, he can build off that third homer. Gio Urshela, after a little bit of a cold spell. Kind of getting warm again. Last six games, hitting 346. 923 OPS. Be good to get him hot. Aaron Judge, he remains consistent. Not having a loud season, but he's having a, a quiet, good season. 295, 398, 540, batting average, on-base percentage, and slugging percentage. 14 home runs, 32 RBIs. 25% K rate, which to his standards, that's not bad. But everybody else, man, abysmal. Everybody else, horrendous. Talked about DJ. Clint Frazier has been awful on both sides of the ball. I'm tired of waiting for him to get hot. I'm tired of seeing him have a couple of good at-bats and go two for four, then go one for three, and then thinking that's going to be something he builds off of. No, we, we it's it's gotten deep into the season now. The results haven't came. Gary Sanchez, better offensively this year, but still pretty bad because he's so bad that even his better is still bad. Miggy Andahar. I mean, we say he's starting to hit, but really, is he really? Is he really starting to hit? Or is it just spurts? Because you look at it, and the and he's still sitting at a 235 batting average with an OBP at 235. Is he really starting to hit, or is he just having a couple of good games, then he slumps, then he's having a couple of good games, then he slumps. I mean, he's 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 had a long time now to heat up consistently heat up and he's not done so uh who else root nettle door he is useless sludge useless sludge toxic waste he's garbage breck why is breck gardner still a yankee hey at least chris gittens debuted did not much strike out but at least he has a cool dad He saw a lot of off-speed. Yeah, Boston, I think they knew he... They know this guy's scouting report, I'm assuming. Fastball hitter. He's up here because he's big and he hits he hits the ball hard. Oops. I fucking almost knocked down my whole setup. Banged into the studio table. Um, I don't know, man. It, it, this team sucks. This team really sucks. It's hard to watch. You question if they're going to make the playoffs this season. You really do. You actually question, 
Are the New York Yankees a playoff team? I, I've never thought I'd be saying that. Never. Be right back. It's a good game. 42-39. Denver's got the lead with about seven and a half left before halftime. I have, uh, let's see. What do I have? Jokic for 30 points. Paul for eight assists. Booker for 28 points. And I've got the over on 215 and a half. All parlayed. That's all parlayed, and I think it's like a plus 375 or something like that. Pretty decent. I don't know, man. It, it, tell you, this is going to go seven. I, I think it's going to go seven. I think it's going to go seven. You know who's not going seven if they continue to play bullshit baseball? The Yankees. They won't see any seven game series. They won't see any series, except regular season series. Seriously, dude, Toronto's not going away. Tampa's not going away. Boston's overachieving. Where you go? How you got to win at least ninety-five games? I'm thinking to make the playoffs in this in this American League. We're thirty-one and twenty-nine in the second week of June. That's not on pace for ninety-five wins. So what? When's that point? When does that point come? So, like, if we continue to struggle, when does the point come where we make a major change? Whether that's the head of the regime, Brian Cashman, or the managerial change in Aaron Boone, when does that happen? Like, how much longer will we have to struggle for that to happen? If we're still playing this shit and it's all-star break... If we're still playing this bad and it is the middle of July, so about a month and a half from now or a month from now, if we're still really this bad, do you think that's the right time? You know, I'm trying to think, like, when does that moment come where we realize, hmm, maybe this team, maybe it's too late to go on a run? Because it's already June 7th. As I'm recording. So, like, it's pretty late. You know, if we're 31 and 29, we can win 10 games in a row. We're 41 and 29. That's not happening. Like, that's just 41 and 29. That's a 
good record. It's a good record. And to get to a good record, we'll have to win 10 in a row. And with the way we're seeing this team play baseball right now, does it look like 10 in a row is possible, let alone 5 in a row? Forget winning a series. Is that even possible? I mean, you have everybody calling this team. I mean, it's Andrew, like, even the homers are starting to get on the fire this, fire that. They all suck bandwagon. Like, Michael Kay's ripping into them. You had Boomer. Or no, not Boomer. Um, Evan and uh, Craig Harton. Listening to their show. They were ripping into them. Everybody's ripping this team. Rich Eisen. What is going on with the New York Yankees? Are we there? Are we at that point where we have to bite the bullet and say, you know what? Maybe we should start thinking about a rebuild and just rip the whole thing apart, trade away some of our younger guys, and I don't know. I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying when do we think about that? Because it's getting closer and closer. That's all I'm saying. So we have Minnesota coming up for three. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Tuesday, you have Michael Pineda on the mound. Wednesday, you've got that Dobernick. I don't know. Six-something ERA. Then you've got Jay Happ. So two former Yankees. Two former Yankees. And you all know what they're going to do. I hope you all know what they will be doing to us. If you know anything about the Yankees, you know what's going to happen. At least one of them. At least one of them is pitching a quality start against us. Pineda's having a good year. I looked at his numbers. I don't know about Hap. I'm sure he's having a good year because that's how it works with ex-Yankees. But... And the, the uh, what's it called? You have the whole thing. where Garrett Cole's going to be pitching this series, and you have Josh Donaldson, who said the whole thing about Cole being who he is because of the whole thing about doctoring the baseballs. It's going to be interesting, man. If they're starting to crack down on the substances they use, like I've heard a lot of pitchers boil Coca-Cola or something, and it creates like a sticky substance, and they combine it with some other shit. And I know Cole's big on that. He does that. It's not a secret anymore. So if they start cracking down on that and handing out suspensions and checking in the middle of games constantly like they say they will, does Garrett Cole get affected? I think he's so good at it. I don't think it matters. But we'll see. Does he plunk Donald's? This team sucks. I'm so tired of them. I'm really sick of talking about them. So I want to end this early. Don't think we're going the full hour. We're about 47 minutes in as I speak. So, this team just sucks. They're fucking garbage. And I hate cursing. I try not to. And I always say that, but I end up doing it because they piss me off so much. We'll be right back.
Let's get to the question of the day. In 2002, this is uh, for episode 254. Last time out, I asked you guys. In 2002, this player hit 39 home runs and walked only 23 times. So 39 home runs to only 23 walks. Who was he? And the hint was, I compare Miguel and Duhar to this player a lot. And the answer to your question for the NYY, NYK question of the day for episode 254 in 2002, who was the Yankee who hit 39 home runs versus 23 walks? Alfonso Soriano. Yes. That was so fun to watch. He may not have been the most efficient baseball player, and I'm pretty sure analytics guys would hate him today, but he was fun. He was good, man. I don't give a fuck. He was good. 40-40 guy. He was fun. Could play outfield, could play shorts, top, middle infield. I used to love, he was one of my favorite Yankees. I used to love him. Favorite Yankees for a while. Like a Didi bread with Miggy mixed in. Like a, like a Didi Miggy bread type of guy. You know? The NYY NYK question of the day for episode 255. My question to you. Who was the only Yankees player to record a five-hit game against the Red Sox from the years 2000 to 2007? Alright, so once again, who was the only Yankees player from 2000 to 2007 to record a five-hit game against the Boston Red Sox? So give me the answer to that question on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Message me the answer or comment the answer once I publish the post to this podcast. Um, or the promo to this podcast or the link. And yeah. The Yankees are absolutely terrible. I am tired of them. I, you know, the question remains. Do we fake it and keep tricking ourselves into thinking they'll turn around and by then it'll be too late and we'll be like, oh shit, we should have sold. We should have sold earlier. Is that what it would, like, do we fucking sell or do we try and get one last hot streak in? I don't know, man. I really don't know anymore. I'm fucking tired of it. The Knicks are done. Tibbs won coach of the year. Taking a break from the Knicks on the podcast and the blog. I need a long break. Um, but, you know. Yankees suck. So it's like, what do I do? I was watching the Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul gimmick last night. Boxing continues to be a laughing stock with the way they're doing these events. Having these YouTubers come on. These TikTokers now coming on into the sport. Gosh. And this thing wasn't even, it was another exhibition. There wasn't even a result. They hyped all that up. There wasn't even a result. There was no judges. There were no official scorecards. It was so stupid. I don't know, man. I just... It's like... How's that fun? What happened to professionals fighting professionals? There's one thing I can say. This Logan Paul guy... I mean, I don't give a fuck about either of these guys. 
he seems like he's a little more head on his shoulders than his brother. He's not as cocky. Not as cocky to me. I don't think he's that cocky. I've listened to some of his interviews. He doesn't seem like he's a dick like Jake. But I really don't want to talk about these guys. What I really... I'm excited for 263. The real sport right there. That's that's the sport everybody... UFC is the league everybody should be looking at right now. It's fun. And 263 is coming up on Saturday. Five days. Four. Starting Tuesday. I can't wait. Izzy and Vittori going back at it. Big Adesanya fan. I am. Huge Adesanya fan. But I also like Vittori. Italian pride. So. Definitely be putting some down on that fight. The card's pretty good too. I have to recheck who's on the card. But I'm pretty sure it's a good card. It's going to be stacked. It's a pay-per-view event. So it's going to be a packed house again. Oh man, it's going to be loud. I love those. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that's all I have. And, you know, so like the MMA, or the UFC, sorry, and uh, the NBA. That's all I have right now that I can look forward to because I don't look forward to the Yankees anymore. And it sucks because they're so bad that like they have, like I said, they have to get really hot just to have a decent, good looking record to their standard. And they are really far off from that. So, I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm tired of it all. And on that note, we'll end. So, thank you for stopping by. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, BD4, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Watch us on YouTube. Many more. You can follow me on social media, and you can follow the blog. Subscribe to that. All that stuff is on my link tree. Linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone. Linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. This is episode 255 of BD4. The Yanks get degraded, degraded by Boston. Swept on their home court, home floor, home field, for fuck's sake. And that's all we've got. I'm sick and tired of them. I want to throw up and I might just do that.